Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is your Bruins post-game recap brought to you by the Fans First Sports Network and the Big Bad Bees Podcast Network. I'm Jake Reiser, and it is March 14th. Bruins play the Blackhawks in Chicago, second game of a road trip where they're kind of circling the Midwest and a little bit of Central Canada. Yikes. That's all I really have to say. We're going to do this a little differently than the first couple of ones. I'm not going to give you a blow-by-blow of how things happened. Um, the impact of this game is more so what I want to talk about and what it means compared to the last game and what it means compared to the games going forward. Because this was just a really bad outing for Boston. The one I, I will give them one positive. They did come out in the first probably 5, 10, 15 minutes, and they played pretty well, you know? One of the things I criticized them for after the game in Detroit is that they don't come out and have strong first. They came out, and they had a pretty decent first. You thought that they were putting themselves in a position to be in this one, and they give up the first goal. Fine, I will do one little bit of play-by-play blow there. It's just really harmful to this team's psyche. What happened to the mentality monsters I was talking about? This team used to go down a goal, two goals, and they would always come back and win. Yeah, it's probably regression to the mean. Of course, the Bruins were going to have to come down at some point. And these are all going to be good lessons going forward. But it's just hard to watch this team in the last couple of games, three, four, five games. I was privileged enough. I don't live in the Boston area. I don't mean to dox myself like that, but I don't live in the Boston area. But I, I was able to go to the game against Buffalo. And this just looks like a completely different team than the one I saw two weeks ago. It's insane. They lack confidence. They lack kind of the skill, which is weird. And it's something that they had to go back to the basics for. They're looking for pretty plays. They're not using their fundamentals. Um, I will give credit to a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi, who made a beautiful play on that Trent Frederick goal, got around his uh, back checker, made a nice feed to Frederick in front. I just don't know what else to talk about positively about the Bruins in this game. Every time they would put one past either Blackhawks goaltender, it started out with um, Peter Mrazek, and then Alex Stalek had to come in. Mrazek got hit in the mask with the puck, and I'm guessing the concussion spotter saw something or a 
I know Jack and Brick were talking. Maybe it's league regulation that the spotter has to pull him. Saw something, you knowing Mrazek's injury history and I believe concussion history as well. So whether it was Mrazek or Staylock, every time the Bruins put one past them, the Blackhawks were there not even a minute later, both times, multiple times, to either give them back the lead, tie the game up, and the Bruins did themselves no favors in the last 10 minutes of that game, going shorthanded, Hampuston home, giving up a power play goal, Marshawn with the penalty on the ins- before the ensuing goal, that hooking penalty, Pasternak, I love you, dude. Missing on that penalty shot, that was just such a whiff. Just head in your hands. One of those things you're going to kick yourself for because you probably had Staylock beaten really badly. I think Staylock's stick actually flew up in the air. He was doing the old uh, ragdoll in the blue crease there. Um so to miss that, that's brutal. And then to give up the empty netter to Taylor Radish, give up that hat trick to him. It's not so much also the losses in general. I knew the losses would come at some point. It's losing to the quality of teams that they're losing to. Seventh place, Detroit in the Atlantic. Eighth place in the Central Division, Chicago. Teams where you should be taking these points. I would expect losses to come more so against the Minnesotas and the Winnipegs on this trip. The teams that are really going to put you to the test who are truly fighting for a playoff spot. Detroit, as I said on Sunday, are sellers. They just intentionally sold knowing that they weren't going to have a shot to make the playoffs. They played like they actually wanted to be there. Tonight, the Blackhawks are so far out of a playoff spot, not even anywhere in consideration. Their young guys played hungry for a full 60 minutes. They really played like they wanted to win that game. The Bruins just didn't have that dog in them tonight. (laughs) They just didn't. And yeah, it's an 82-game slog. Yeah, the lineup changes every now and then. uh, Zabora was in the lineup for Brandon Carlo. We know that um, Jim Montgomery is going to do some load management here and there. And Carlo, I guess, was next in the rotation to sit. I just don't know where to go from here. You can kind of pinpoint it back to when Hall and Felina were out uh, or were got injured and aren't in the lineup anymore. Not that either guy were contributing super importantly. I love Nick Foligno. I'm so happy for him that he's been able to have a rebound year, but he's a fourth-line guy. So on the ice, it might not be the most. His leadership is definitely important to that clubhouse. Taylor Hall wasn't exactly doing much the last couple of games to begin with, so I'm hoping that whatever injury he has, um, whenever he recovers and he comes, comes back into full form, he learns how to score goals again. Granted, I'll also give him... A little bit of slack because his um, deployment this year is a lot different than it was last year and the year before that. But something's just different with this team, with the chemistry right now. It's something almost Toronto-esque, what happened with them at the deadline. Uh, I believe it was either Austin Matthews or John Tavares. They said that they're still finding their footing and they're still finding themselves. I am very happy that Dmitry Orlov had such a great performance in his first few games as a Bruin, and, he, and he's still performing well. 
And Garnet Hathaway isn't playing terribly. He does have a goal, and he's not making too many mistakes. Yes, he committed a penalty tonight, but he's not making that many mistakes. And Bertuzzi is doing some of the right things. I talked about him earlier with that beautiful assist on uh, Trent Frederick's goal. But it's I wonder whether... Orlov's great performance in his first few games as a Bruin masked those same types of issues that Toronto has, that they're still trying to find that chemistry, trying to find that footing. And you almost wonder whether the changing of lines ruins the finding of chemistry, whether you want someone to stick with a certain pairing. You want Orlov to stick with Carlo as his line mate stick Lindholm and McAvoy together. Grizzlick's the guy who sits, or Grizzlick's the guy who's in and is on his offside, or Clifton is the guy who sits. Whatever you end up doing, I wonder how much that's actually harming the chemistry the Bruins actually need to develop with a guy who's going to be so important to their blue line. Obviously, these guys are seasoned NHLers, and they're going to find it at some point, and they're talented enough where they didn't need any practice to come into the lineup when they got traded here. But it takes time to find that chemistry. And when you're playing with different guys and you're getting rotated around the lineup, it makes it a little bit hard. Understandably, with the forwards, too, I I know that it's great that we can give Bergeron and Krejci and Marshawn time off, reduce their shifts. I believe Bergeron played a pretty low amount of time on ice on average in the month of February. But at some point, you just got to let the guys play. Let them refine their chemistry. Of, of course, to a point, you don't want to tire them out. But at some point, you got to just stick with your lines and say, listen, I think this is what's best for the team. You guys got to go for it. You guys got to figure it out on your own. I can't keep switching out the lineup. I can't keep flipping guys on different lines here and there. I can't keep flipping the power play that has just run pretty anemic the last month or so. At some point, you got to put it back on the players. And I know that the Bruins have to be frustrated with themselves. I'm sure Patrice Bergeron, who is phenomenal. He's a a phenomenal player. He's a phenomenal man. He's a phenomenal captain. Um, I read a tweet earlier in the weekend that um, Jim Montgomery said that he'll go to a player to check on them, see what's up, see what any issues they're having. And the player will say, oh, Patrice already talked to me about it. I'm already feeling that much better. I'm sure Patrice has this covered. And I'm sure the leadership in this locker room has it covered. And they will figure it out sooner than later because they are that good of a team. If this were still November, December, you could have said, oh, such a hot streak was such a fluke and this is what the team regularly is. No, we're so far into this season now. The Bruins are already in the playoffs. This team is that good. You can you can say this team is that good where they will be able to figure this out. It's just frustrating having watched probably two-thirds of such a phenomenal season to watch these hard times. And I'm not going to say they're winning the Stanley Cup because that's quite the jinx. But if they do go on and have such playoff success, I hope to look back on these last few games as the learning moments that they needed, the adversity that kind of every good team needs to figure themselves out to win the cup, to put themselves through these awful challenges that make fans want to tear their hair out and not stop watching games, but just turn the TV off with five minutes to go because you know they're not coming back from it. You hope that we can look back on this year and go, oh yeah, that was the moment. They needed that little bit of a challenge to figure themselves back out to right the ship and to go face really hard teams and come out 
on the other side on top. It's just frustrating to be watching hockey like this in the moment. They'll figure it out. It just didn't happen tonight in Chicago. They're back at it on Thursday in Winnipeg. That is going to be a very tough matchup. Rick Bonus's Winnipeg Jets are a very good team in the hunt for a playoff spot. The West maybe didn't wow us as much as the East did in the trade deadline. Winnipeg certainly didn't make too many splashes. They got a guy in Vladislav Nemesnikov that seems to be a Rick Bonus guy. Had him in Tampa when he was an assistant, when Rick Bonus was an assistant. Had him in Dallas in Rick Bonus's time with the Stars. Now he's a Jet. The Jets are 38-27-3. That's way better than Chicago's 23-38-6. You got to bring it on Thursday. I think all the fans need to see that. In any case, after a tough night in Chicago and a little bit of venting from me, hopefully they take these lessons going forward and finish out the road trip good. Finishing up on... March 14th, Bruins lose 6-3 in Chicago. I'm Jake Reiser. Keep listening in to these guys here on Fan First Sports Network and the Big Bad Bees Podcast Network. 